Hollywood glitterati come under the microscope now on Channel 5, but who is lending a helping hand? With flashing images, it's CSI. Welcome back to the Creepypasta Vault, everyone. Here's a little supplementary video to the last episode trilogy, which, by the way, I am blown away by the positive and successful response to, so thank you all very much for that. It exceeded my wildest expectations. The next three stories that I am going to read for you are stories that were at one point or another considered to appear in the trilogy, but were left out either because I felt they weren't too funny or too bad. But since I don't want the work to go to waste, I thought I would make a video like this so I can get them out there just for fun. We clear? Good. I guess you could say this is the last episode of the worst last episode trilogy, eh? Let's start with the very first story. Enjoy! Number 1. Adventure Time, Socrates' Wish, the last episode. You all probably know about the hit show Adventure Time on Cartoon Network, and you probably saw the premiere. Or you think you did? Whoa! I was awake in my living room. It was about 3.30am and I was watching TBS. I was surfing through the TV guide when I came across a new episode of Adventure Time called Socrates' Wish. I thought this was odd since Adult Swim was usually on at that time. I wondered why, so I changed the channel to Cartoon Network and the intro of the show was just finishing. I laid back in my seat, waiting for the newest episode to play. What I saw was exceedingly unpleasant. It started out in the Candy Kingdom, with Finn and Jake racing up to the doors. They burst through them, and I saw that the Peppermint Butler's head had been bitten off by some sort of dragon. Blood, we're going there already, aren't we? Squirted out from PB's neck, and the dragon saw Finn and Jake. The dragon in question then flew off. The pair walked through the castle seeing all sorts of Candy Kingdom citizens either dead or just sitting up, smiling ominously. They walked past Cinnamon Bun, a sit-upper, when suddenly he grabbed onto Jake. Finn tried to throw him off, but he was unsuccessful. Jake suddenly turned brown and squelching noises could be heard as he fell out of view, as well as his screams. Finn, cautious, continued on. He made it to the main part of the palace. Princess Bubblegum could be seen sitting in her throne. Oh Finn, thank you for coming! All of my citizens have been turned into zombies! I could barely make this out due to the fact that the audio was distorted. Anytime, Princess. I lost Jake on the way here. Any way you could help him? Audio was distorted again. Finn, we can't help the people here in Japan, can we? Finn stepped closer, but <laughs> what? What? Japan? What? Suddenly, the throne jolted around to display a green princess bubblegum with half of her body missing. All that was left was bones. She leaped at Finn, biting his head off gruesomely. Blood spatters out as Finn falls down dead. Finn? Finn what? Down with the sickness started to play as some candy zombies carried Jake and Finn's lifeless bodies outside. They threw them off of cliffs, then celebrated. Suddenly, they turned back to normal. 
All of a sudden, the ground turns into a pack of leeches. In fact, everything turned into leeches. The candy citizens were sucked into the pits of leeches, slowly dying. The scene faded to black, then white text came into view. The enclosed episode of Adventure Time has been removed for inappropriate content by the US government. Please continue watching your regular programs on Cartoon Network. It was a traumatic experience for sure. I slowly went back to sleep, only to be woken up by my mother. It was time for the first day back at elementary school. Whoa, what a twist. As in, there was no twist, because elementary school starting again served no purpose. Don't we all feel enriched now? This really added to the Adventure Time mythos. I've learned so much. Number 2. Dexter's Accident. He had an accident? Number 1 or number 2? Two? 2003. I will never forget 2003. It was the first day of first grade. My teacher was crazy. When I say crazy, I mean the year after I was in her class, her daughters were taken away from her, and she was fired from her job. Well, it was my first day, and I was pumped. Well, that's a whiplash of emotions. I was really excited to get home from school, because there was a new episode of my favorite show, Dexter's Lab, on tonight. After all day in school, I got home and begged my mom to turn it on. I felt stupid after this because it didn't come on until 7, so I said I could wait. Finally, 7 arrived and I sat down in front of the TV with my dad. He asked me what I wanted to watch and I told him Dexter's Lab. He said I'd have to watch alone because he had to get up at 3 to go to work. I said okay and he left. So this is extremely important stuff to include. I am glad we all know all of this information now. When it started, I was so excited that I didn't notice that the color was off, and the sound was quieter. The frame came up that said the name of the episode, Dexter's Accident. The picture was Dexter on his knees in front of a grave with flowers on it. The grave didn't have anyone's name on it. This is where I got even more excited, because nobody ever dies on Dexter's lab. It made me feel more like an adult. Damn, dude, you were like seven years old by this point, and you were already excited by seeing dead people? I'm predicting a dark future for you, my friend. The episode got started with Dexter sitting on his bed with tears in his eyes. Dee Dee came in and said, Hi, Dexter, in her annoying voice. Dexter didn't reply. She looked at him and asked what was wrong. Dexter lifted his head and said, He had accidentally killed Monkey in an experiment. He? Who's he? Dexter? This is not a right dialogue. And now he had nothing to test it on. Dee Dee said she would do it. Man, she is dedicated to science. Dexter looked at her and said, It's no danger, Dee Dee. He stopped himself and said to himself, Unless it works on humans, better than monkeys. He said okay, and took her to the machine in his lab. He hooked her up to the machine, and all she did was say, It tickled! Dexter started up the machine, and Dee Dee started to fall asleep. Dexter said, Yes, everything is working! It went silent for about three minutes, and then just like that, Dee Dee woke up screaming at the top of her lungs. Dexter tried to calm her down. He stopped the machine, and asked what happened. She was still screaming, but she said her bones were melting. Dexter was crying, and didn't know what to do. What the hell did you think was gonna happen? Your previous test killed a monkey! He just sat there and watched Dee Dee screaming in pain until she just stopped. Dexter went downstairs crying, and told his parents, Dee Dee was dead. His dad ran upstairs and screamed. He never came back down. Everything paused for about two minutes, and then you hear a gunshot. Mom started screaming, and Dexter ran outside yelling for help. Then you hear another gunshot, and Mom screams, stop. Dexter starts running down the road and goes head-on with a truck. A guy gets out of the truck. He looks at the camera and says in a joking way, Guess this truly is the end. I will try to find pictures for this episode. I will post them. Evidently, you haven't had any luck with that. What a letdown of an ending. It led nowhere.
Well, that writing wasn't terrible per se, just ultimately pointless and completely unresolved. Unfortunately, I can't show you any examples because the Trollpasta wiki was closed. Advice for future writing? Cut out any and all unnecessary detail and focus on the stuff that actually matters. We don't need all those descriptions of the author going to school, going home, talking to his parents, and whatnot. If you are writing a story like this on a smaller scale, create a narrowed and focused experience and your story will most likely be better off. Number 3. Pokoyo. Todo termina ahora. <laughs> no. This last story is a special case because I was actually approached by the author who wrote it years ago themselves, who wanted me to cover it. I mean, how can I say no to that? Thank you, RCT3Crashes100, for suggesting it. Here goes nothing! For those of you who don't know, Pokoyo is an animated television series produced in Spain and distributed around the world. Its simple plots and geometric shape-based animation made it extremely popular, and even adults knowed its charm. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember when I had Spanish in school, they used to show Pokoyo to us, and it was actually a lot of fun, actually, it was very cute, so I like that show. However, in 2010, the year when the show finished its original run, a strange episode was found called Todo termina ahora. When translated roughly into English, this means it all ends here. Before you close this webpage and go and do other activities, no, this show didn't feature all the characters screaming while hyper-realistic blood flew out of the television. Ooh, it's turning meta and self-aware. That automatically means it's exempt from all criticism, right? <laughs> it simply features a strange interpretation of what growing up is like. The episode begins with Pato, the show's yellow semi-anthropomorphic duck, making a strange expression. His beak is swiveled backwards, which is his expression for anger, but his eyes look scared. The narrator asks him what is wrong, and he responds with his usual series of quacks, again sounding more frightened than confused. The narrator then reveals to the audience that Pato is afraid that everything is going to end. Pato then runs away with sweat dripping from the back of his head. He runs past Pokoyo who looks confused. Sleepy Bird and his son's tree is shown to have collapsed, and Pokoyo wanders towards it scratching his head. The narrator then says in a somewhat ominous fashion, Aren't you scared, Pokoyo? Pokoyo looks at the screen in an unsure fashion, and the narrator speaks again. You should know the truth. The world which you live in isn't real. Ooh, the plot thickens. Hokuyo begins to cry as the narrator's pitch increases. The real world awaits you. It hungers for you. You don't know how much you're loved. The narrator appeared to sigh sadly after he said this. But if you go, this world goes with you, understand? This sounds an awful lot like the Truman Show, to be honest. If you've seen the Truman Show, you probably know what I'm talking about. The narrator finishes his speech as Pokio is now sobbing deeply. He then spoke a single word. See. And with that, the episode faded to white as a strange rumbling noise played. A brief 10 second shot of an oak tree blowing in the wind plays and then the episode ended. 
Although the interpretations of this never aired episode vary, my interpretation of this episode is that it is a metaphor for the end of an early childhood. In our first few years, we live in a world which is bound only by our own imagination. The presence of the bird's tree in the episode being collapsed, along with Pedo's strange reaction to being told the truth, represents the anger of a child's mind in being forced to accept that reality must be accepted before their life can continue. Pokoyo, the show's eternal image of childhood, is an example of the child who is desperately trying to hang on to a world which is fading from their grip. Thus, by his solemn acceptance of the narrator's desires, he advances into a new world, but not without trauma. This would explain why at the end of the episode, he is alone. The efforts of the parental narrator have ultimately succeeded. Thus, this episode, although never entered into circulation, provides a healthy and essential lesson. Reality must never be put to one side. Oh me, oh my, that sure was epic! I mean, honestly, that really wasn't that bad. I feel like it had some interesting concepts in there. The only thing holding the story back is the fact that they're using Pokoyo as a framework, which isn't really something that you can make scary or, you know, have to deal with existentialism. Unless you really dig deep or whatever, and I feel like this story... It did try, it absolutely tried, and I feel like with a little more work it could have definitely turned into something that's actually like worthwhile reading, but as it stands it's fine, it's definitely not like terrible or anything, and uh, I don't know, I kinda thought it was okay. I feel like the writing was completely fine and I didn't really notice any grammar errors or spelling errors while reading it right now. There might be some that I didn't notice, but I, I don't know, I, I kinda liked it to be honest. It wasn't terrible, but could have definitely had a bit more work put into it and maybe a different framework other than Pokoyo. And with that, the three stories I wanted to cover are covered. Who knows, maybe I'll do a video like this again if this one goes over well. I'd like that. Anyways, that's all that I have for you today. Thanks for watching, everyone. Stay awesome. Good bye.